Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we have hot deals for every budget. Buy three and you get the fourth tyre absolutely free on Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear and J-Trax. And up to $150 instant cashback on Continental, Pirelli, Dunlop and the legendary Bob Jane All-Rounder. Plus check out our hot deals on Beef Goodrich All-Terrain Co. 2s from only $249, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Tastes apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, 2023 supercars calendar still not quite finalised. Garthander's future. Will he try for a Bathurst 1000 win number six? Australia versus the world. Let the games begin. And a Holden team special farewell in Adelaide. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Next year's supercars calendar still hasn't been finalised. If it's announced in the lead up to this weekend's Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500, It'll be a tentative schedule. Still to be locked in is the New Zealand round as negotiations for funding for a switch to Hampton Downs continue. So don't be surprised if the 2023 calendar isn't confirmed until next month. Now, what we're hearing is 12 events with a new Perth deal done with the West Australian government late last week. Winton looks like being a casualty with the bend on standby if New Zealand doesn't get up next year. The Sandown 500 will return. That's going to happen in August, followed by Hampton Downs or the bend in South Australia before the Repco Bathurst 1000. So Sandown will be reinstated as a two-driver enduro, giving co-drivers valuable race time before Bathurst. No indication, though, of whether the Enduro Cup will be revived or that the Gold Coast will go back to being a two-driver event. The 2023 Repco Supercars Championship, the first for the new Gen 3 Camaro versus Mustang era, will be topped and tailed by Newcastle and Adelaide with the Australian Grand Prix, Simmons Plains, Sydney Motorsport Park, Perth, Darwin, Townsville, Sandown, Bathurst, and Surface Paradise continuing, plus either New Zealand or the Bend. The Gold Coast 500 is back this weekend after two years away due to COVID. The weather forecast is promising, so hopefully rain won't add to the existing hazards of the Surface Paradise street circuit. Shane Van Gisbergen is set to seal the Drivers' Championship and Red Bull Ampol Racing can clinch the team's title. SVG's Triple Eight teammate Brock Feeney is making his first supercars appearance at Surface, looking for a big result as his impressive main game rookie season continues. Feeney told Parked Up host Grant Rowley that he's gunning for that elusive first race win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look at it as an overall um, perspective and six in the championship. Um, you know, 100 points off Davidson and we're leading the team's championship. So obviously that's 
that's that's a pretty good. You know, if you would have probably said that at the start of the year, I'd have probably taken it. Obviously, there's some days where you want to do better, but I feel like the last few rounds, probably the last three three to four rounds, you know, from tail and Ben onwards, we've sort of we've been more consistently in that top five and and you know starting to get a bit closer to the front. So. You know the biggest the biggest challenge I think for me is going to be stepping up next year and and we do have the new cars and and trying to be in that battle more often hopefully for the whole season but yeah it's been a it's been a pretty solid year obviously I want a couple more trophies than that but I know they'll come with time and experience and uh, learning a lot. Gold Coast is that uh, trophy time or surfboard time? How do you think you're going to go there? Yeah, obviously I'd like to get one, but um, so would everyone else. So yeah, for sure we'll go there. Um, hopefully it's a good weekend. I mean. Don't want to don't want to get ahead of myself. Obviously, I was focusing on this weekend. I haven't haven't thought too much about Gold Coast yet. But yeah, we'll get back, get into it. I mean, as I said, we've been going pretty well over the last few rounds. So hopefully, we can just continue that on. And the consistency has been key to this season. Um, saw some stats the other day. You know, a lot of top ten results this year. So uh, it's it's been solid. You know, if we can if we can keep that going, stay in that in that area that we have been in. Um, yeah, we'll keep chipping away, and, and we'll start next year strong. Feeney starred at the Bend over the weekend, winning the GT race on Saturday. Partnered by Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim in their 888 Mercedes AMG, he overshadowed Jamie Wincup in the sister entry. Feeney revealed to Grant Rowley that he hopes to return for the Bathurst International Australian GT finale next month and also to be part of a 888 super team at next February's Bathurst 12 hour. Yeah, for sure, I'd like to come back. Um, yeah, I'm pretty confident I'll be back for the next one, but um, it doesn't clash and obviously more laps at Bathurst is always good. So yeah, they'll make the final decision, but I think the I think it looks like I'll probably be back in. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I guess there's that big race, the Bathurst 12 hour, which uh, I'd imagine you might you'd probably be back with, uh, with all the pros, uh, allowed to compete. Um, important to get as many laps in GT3 cars at Bathurst or any track, but certainly at Bathurst in the lead up to that. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to break too much news on here, but um, yeah, obviously the, the 12 hour next year, uh, we'll certainly be looking to try and run in that race. So if I can do the three hour, you know, next month, um, give me plenty of miles and pretty sure we got um, some Audi factory drivers might be coming over. So might be a good chance to, to see how we go against those guys. and. We know from racing there at the start of the year, we probably lacked a little bit of pace to those guys. So hopefully we can learn something, um, but these boys are doing a great job and it's about them learning and, and, and enjoying the process. So it's just good to be along with them and hopefully helping out along the way. Garth Tander is now officially a supercars legend, winning his fifth Bathurst 1000 as Shane Van Gisbergen's co-driver earlier this month. GT is in elite company and says the significance of his latest win is only just dawning on him. Um, I'm still not entirely sure, but it certainly feels like the step from being fortunate enough to have four wins to then being extremely fortunate enough to have five is reasonably significant because um, I only recently found out there's only six other people that have achieved that over the um, history of the race. And um, I'm a big fan and student of the history of car racing and obviously Australian car racing and, and a big part of that is Bathurst. So to be 
um, part of that in such a significant way is 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 serious. It's pretty serious, and and that's still not sinking in, to be honest. Well, if you weren't already, this makes you a supercars legend. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, and that's for others to um, to discuss and, and debate. Um, for me, I just um, enjoy being part of um, of the series of the championship. Still, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I still am very very close to the championship in my in my TV capacity, and then I get the opportunity to race in the best race of the year with a very very good team and a very very good co uh, teammate in Shane. So um, all the other stuff. Um, is is appreciated and um, and um, and acknowledged, but I just uh, I just enjoy the ride. GT also revealed that he's still undecided about whether to continue as a co-driver next year. Oh, I'm I'm looking at that. I mean, no rush to make any decisions. Um, certainly, um, I have a great. Um, relationship with with Shane and a great relationship with everyone at Triple Eight and Red Bull Ampole Racing. So, um, yeah, look, we're working through that at the moment, but there's no um, no urgency, I guess, to get anything done. Um, um, I th um, I, my, my intention is to continue to drive. I see a couple of journos are trying to retire me off for some reason. I'm not too sure why, but. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like my performance as a driver on the weekend at Bathurst was as good as I've done since I've transferred to being a co-driver. Um, so from a execution point of view, um, I feel like I'm as driving as well as ever. Uh, and um, I'm really enjoying the team environment. So um, I need to make sure that it all lines up with my, my television broadcast role um, and making sure that all fits together. Um, and that's just what we're working through right now. It sounds like there's a deal on the table if you want it. Is that a fair summary? Um, I've got lots of options, folks. With Triple Eight particularly? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In other supercars news, Tim Slade's move to Premier Racing next year has finally been confirmed. His teammate is expected to be James Golding as the betting that Declan Fraser will join Matt Stone Racing firms. Now, with Coca-Cola off to Erebus, the question is whether Subway will stay at Premier. Now, we understand Subway has separated from its alignment with Coke and may stay to back Golding's entry. However, Subway's new deal as a sponsor of the Socceroos may signal a different direction. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. While supercars is storming surfers, this weekend we'll also see Australia taking on the world 
in the second FIA motorsport games. It's the motor racing equivalent of the Olympics, with an eight-driver Aussie team bidding for medals at the Paul Ricard circuit in the south of France. Team Australia is led by Stephen and Brenton Grove and Matt Campbell in the hotly contested GT class, sharing a boxing kangaroo emblazoned Porsche 911 GT3R. Also a medal contender is Aaron Cameron in the TCR races. Australia finished second in the medal tally at the inaugural 2019 Motorsport Games, and according to team captain Stephen Grove, our prospects of meddling again are very good. Well, we went to Rome in 2019 and Australia finished second. Overall, we got a, a gold medal in the E-Series. E uh, Brenton and I got a bronze medal. So, yeah, I think there's 28 countries. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of participants. I've looked at the some of the drivers that are turning up and they are definitely the best GT drivers in the world will be there. Um so, yeah, if we work hard, I think we've got good prospects. In addition to you and Brenton, you've got Matt Campbell. He's a pretty powerful weapon. Yeah, well, he's good in an R. So the, the way the system works is there'll be a bronze and silver uh, compete together, which is Brenton and I, uh, on the Saturday. So there's a whole sequence. We have a couple of qualifying races to get to the final race. And then on the Sunday, Matty gets in the car and he goes for, for outright. Uh and he's been there before and he's won there before in an R. So I would imagine um, he should go pretty well there. But like I said, the, the, the level, I mean, the best GT drivers in the world will be there. It's a big effort, obviously. And you're proudly displaying the boxing kangaroo. Great memories of the Australia 2's victory in the America's Cup almost 40 years ago. But it must be a costly exercise. And I, I would imagine that unlike say, the Olympics, that, uh, well, you probably have to fund this yourself largely, don't you? Yeah, for this particular um, event, it, the, all the funding's coming internal. We haven't got any external uh, sponsorships involved. It's something that we, uh, that Brenton and I uh, want to do. I mean, you're ticking a lot of boxes here. You're, you're racing for your country, um, and I'm racing with my son. Um, and you're racing a Paul Ricard, which is a circuit I really enjoy, um, you know, in the nearly in the middle of their summer. So there's a lot of boxes to be ticked there. So, but yeah, the, the, the sponsorship is really just based around uh, ourselves. Well, if you do as well as you expect and probably should, that would be time for the Australian government to look at uh, providing some support next time around. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big event worldwide. Like I said, there's 28 countries and there's some, you know, the, the major countries are all there. The US and Great Britain, um, you know, all the European uh, countries, uh, a lot of South American countries. So um, it, it's a big event. We have a big opening ceremony uh, prior to that and it's taken very serious. So, yeah, it's something that it would be good to see the government get involved in because um, it really is showcasing a whole lot of, drivers and capability from Australia. Matt Campbell, fresh from his IMSA American GT title success, is looking forward to representing the green and the gold. It's something quite unique. Um, obviously, uh, it, you know, it's a, a new thing to the, to the motorsport world with the FI Games. Uh, I think now this is its third or fourth year and, 
And this is also the first year where, where pros are involved in the GT side of things with, uh, with a sprint event. So something quite unique and, and something a little bit different. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It will be my first time. And, and also now starting to hear about some of the uh, other drivers uh, that will be in the event for their, uh, their countries. Uh, many, many familiar faces and, and guys are raced against uh, all over the world. So it should be a, an exciting event and, and something that will be a first and you're, as it were, teaming up with the Groves, Stephen and Brenton. Uh, they're in the uh, Pro-Am class, of course, in the Mini Enduros, but you'll be driving the same car and uh, wearing that famous boxing kangaroo. Yeah, exactly. It should, uh, should be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's quite funny. Um, obviously, I've raced for the Groves in the last couple of years in the, in the Supercars Championship and, and raced against them for many years in Pro Cup Australia and GD3 Cup Challenge. And and mini baths 12 hours and so forth but this will be our, our first event actually working together obviously throughout the weekend uh in in their races and and practices and everything i'll, I'll be trying to, to help them as much as possible obviously uh by now i've got a lot of experience with this particular car racing everywhere over the world so we should be uh starting off on the right foot i think for sure you know the the car's always been very fast and poor a car with uh, the last couple of years when i've raced in gd world challenge uh with uh i think we finished first and second so I think we've got a good base to start with and uh, hopefully I can uh, help them uh, get up to speed as quickly as possible. And Team Australia, what do you think? A medal chance? Um, yeah, I, I don't see why not. So I think, uh, I think we, we can definitely go for it. Uh, obviously, Brenton and, and, and Stephen have uh, they've had a medal before, I think, in Batalunga two years ago. Uh, and obviously, with the uh, new format, I'd, I'd love to get my hands on one. You know, it's something quite new to the motorsport world and and something nice to have next to your name. So, uh, yeah, it'll be awesome to, to team up with uh, Team Australia and, and also see uh, all the fellow Australians in the various other categories like Aaron Cameron and TCR and so forth. So it uh, should be very cool and hopefully we'll be able to all uh, spend a bit of time together. Campbell will join Porsche Penske's assault on international sports car racing next year, although it's not yet known if he'll move up in IMSA or switch over to the World Endurance Championship. Either way, he's been encouraged by initial endurance testing of the Porsche 963. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the car is quite different uh, to what I'm used to coming from the, from the GT. Um, but uh, feeling comfortable already uh, with, uh, let's say, minimal time in the car. So feeling comfortable, you know, for me and, and I think also for, for all of the drivers and also the team, it's just a matter of getting up to speed on software and getting an understanding and, and how to, to use those uh, tools to our advantages and, and get an understanding of them. So that'll still take some time, but uh, that's the same for, for everyone, like I said. But uh, yeah, really enjoying the car. Big step up for myself. Um, obviously, they're, they're quite different also to the previous generation, let's say the, the LMP1 cars um, with the regulations, you know, they're a lot heavier. Uh, less aero, um, a, a spec tire, and, and obviously in the LMDH we have control components like the, the battery, MGU, and also the, uh, the gearbox. So very, very cool to be a part of uh, the testing and development phase ready for next year. And uh, yeah, as you said, we have uh, currently on Sebring, we have our 36 hour in endurance test. And uh, so far it's going well. Obviously we're only a, a few hours into it at the moment as we speak, but uh, so far so good. And and uh, enjoying our time, obviously, it's a perfect place to be able to do an endurance test. It's a brutal track, very bumpy, and uh, really put the, the car through its paces. Warwick-born Campbell hopes he'll be able to fit the Bathurst 12-hour and Bathurst 1000 
into his busy schedule next year? Um, yeah, I hope both, for sure. I mean, uh, we'll have to wait and see for the Bathurst Farm I'm not too sure what Porsche's plans are. Obviously, uh, I think it was only two days ago that uh, the event announced that it'll be back to pro. Uh, obviously, I wasn't able to come this year. There was no Porsche cars uh, involved, but hopefully uh, they'll enter a couple of pro cars next year. And obviously, I'd have very good chances of being part of that. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, uh you know, be the first one putting up my hand and, and pushing for it. You know, it's one of my favorite events to, to come and do, you know, around my favorite track. And and obviously I don't get to come back home much, so it's a good excuse. And then as you touched on as well, um, with the V Supercar event, um, you know, the last uh, two years with, with Groves, obviously this year with Dave, which unfortunately uh, didn't go to plan in, in the race um, with, with uh an accident uh, early on, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I really enjoyed my time in the Supercars Championship and, and also this year, um, we had such a strong weekend leading up to the race. So have a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable. Uh, and if the option you presents itself, uh, hopefully I can be back. Obviously, uh, it's all up to the calendar and my Porsche commitments come first. But if there's a, uh, a free day to my Porsche calendar and lines up, I'll, I'll definitely try and come back. So Back to Stephen Grove and he's expecting that his supercars team will make big progress next year with the switch to Gen 3. We had the cars that we, we had and, and, and the Kelly family did a great job in building them. They built them over a short period of time. So there's some things that we've been able to advance and develop in the cars and then there's some things that just are, are off limits for us uh, at the moment. We just can't get done and we, we, we think we're a little bit down in the engine uh, department. Uh, it, you know, a lot of circuits, it costs us a tenth or two a lap. Uh, so that's something that, you know, I mean, we've got two rounds to go. We, we've we've made a lot of advances in the motors, but we're probably capped, uh, you know, tapped out now. So our focus is definitely on next year, but we certainly get back to a really level playing field. Um, so we would uh, seriously consider, you know, anticipate moving forward at, at a pretty rapid rate. Well, things like you mentioned engine, um, that becomes a level playing field. You'll have the same Ford engine as everyone else. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, they're all the same. Um, you know, the ability to build the car and make sure we get that component right, um, you know, making sure the quality's right, making sure that we we get the team right. We're a pretty young team, you know, we, this year under Grove Racing. We've got some new personnel in which, you know, you've got to learn the pit stop process and experiences things you need. Um, because the driver can get you up a second, but if you're two seconds out in your pit stop, you're sort of you're down a second, obviously. So it's really about you know working hard on building the team as well, and getting them to gel and getting them to believe that you know there's a real opportunity for us to win. Interestingly, Grove Racing's Mustangs actually belong to former team owner Todd Kelly, who'll take them back at the end of the season. Kelly still has the facility at the Brayside Race, race Factory in southeast Melbourne, and there's speculation he'll run them in Super 2 next year. More after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast, it's all in the name. It's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend, there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. 
You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. Now, last week, we put forward the proposition that it was time for a major upgrade of the Mount Panorama track and spectator facilities. The flooding rain that preceded this year's Bathurst 1000 exposed the track's weaknesses. We put questions to supercars and the Bathurst Regional Council about improving conditions at Mount Panorama. BRC came back with written responses attributed to their Director of Engineering Services, Darren Sturgis, who was not available to be interviewed. Addressing the track flooding, Sturgis's statement noted that the Mount Panorama circuit coped well. The flooding is not a regular event, and it is the first time that Council is aware that the top 10 shootout had been cancelled. Council will review drainage at the circuit and refer costings to future budgets for consideration. On improving the track's parking and camping areas, plus building a proper grandstand, Sturgis said, the parking area at the bottom of the circuit is crown land in the care and control of Charles Sturt University, who graciously agree to BRC utilising this area for car parking for each event. Funding for a new grandstand has previously been discussed with the government, but as yet funding has not been provided, but will continue to be explored. As for joining supercars and Motorsport Australia in petitioning the New South Wales and federal governments for funding for a major upgrade, Sturgis noted, BRC regularly assesses opportunities for grants for improvements to all its facilities, including Mount Panorama Racing Circuit. Whether supercars and MA wish to petition the state and federal governments is a matter for each respective agency to consider. Well, there you have it. Non-committal answers, to say the least. And we're still waiting for a response from supercars. In racing around the world over the weekend, Formula One was in Texas, MotoGP was in Malaysia, and the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships and Australian Rally Championship were part of a very wet auto fest at the bend. With his roundup of all the major racing action, here's Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Teamer. It was a big weekend in motorsport led by the United States Grand Prix at the Circuit of Americas, where a Max Verstappen victory delivered Red Bull its first Formula One Teams Championship since 2013. On the weekend, the founder of the energy drinks company, Dietrich Matisic, passed away. Verstappen led home Mercedes rival Lewis Hamilton and Ferrari Charles Leclerc. The latter's teammate, Carlos Sainz, started from pole, but an opening corner clash with George Russell forced him into retirement. Aussie Dan Ricciardo finished a lowly 16th. In MotoGP, a thrilling dice between Ducati factory rider Francesco Bagnaia and 2023 teammate Ine Bastiani highlighted the Malaysian Grand Prix at Sepang. Pole sitter Jorge Martin led the way early, but crashed out while holding a small margin. Bannaya prevailed to extend his championship lead to 23 points from Yamaha's reigning champion Fabio Quartararo, who finished third, heading to Valencia's finale in two weeks' time. 
Australian Jack Miller recovered from an opening lap skirmish to finish sixth, and Remy Gardner was 18th. Off-road, there was competition internationally and in Australia. In WRC, Sebastian Ogier scored his first win of the season at Rally Spain as Toyota sealed the manufacturer's title. Hyundai's Thierry Nuval was second from newly crowned champion Calais Rovenpera, who completed a Toyota double on the podium. In the Australian Rally Championship at the Bend Auto Fest, it was another Toyota win for Lewis Bates. NASCAR Cup headed to Homestead, where Kyle Larson led a Chevrolet 123 from Ross Chastain and AJ Almendinger. Save for Chastain, all of the other playoff contenders struggled, leaving him just five points from leader Joey Logano with two races to go. Locally, the final round of the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships took place at the Bend as rain severely affected Sunday's schedule. Triple Eight race engineering duo Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim and Brock Feeney took a last gasp for victory in the sole race for the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia powered by AWS ahead of Fraser Ross and Liam Talbot in the Shannon's Audi. Triple Eight teammates Jamie Winkup and Prince Abu Bakar completed the podium. CHE Racing's Tom Sargent took the ascendancy in the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge despite finishing second to rival Kiwi Ryan Wood in race one. Mechanical problem dropped the ladder out of the second event and the final race was cancelled due to the weather, leaving Sargent holding a commanding 46-point margin with just two rounds remaining. Other winners from the Bend weekend included Ryan Godfrey in the Australian Prototype Series, Caleb Sumich in the Radical Cup Australia finale and the Russell family in the penultimate round of the Australian Production Car Series. Next week continues a frantic close to the season with the Repco Supercars Championship on the streets of Surface Paradise for the first time in three years. Formula One is in Mexico City and NASCAR Cup races at Martinsville. I'm Grant Rowley, still drying out from the Ben's Big Sunday Wet, reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to our dear friends at Bob Jane Team. Thanks, Grant. Finally, the Adelaide 500's return in early December will be the very last farewell for Holden from racing. We're hearing that among the many tributes, Walkinshaw Andretti United is set to end its long involvement with Holden with a special livery. The Adelaide 500 will be the last appearance in supercars of the Holden Commodore, which, of course, will be replaced by the Gen 3 Camaro next year. WAU is defecting to Ford in 2023. The Walkinshaw Group has been synonymous with Holden since 1987, taking over from Peter Brock in the wake of the polarizer controversy. Clayton ran the Holden Racing Team, the official factory red squad, from 1990 through 2016 and has continued to race Commodores since. Walkinshaw Andretti United Adelaide Tribute Livery is expected to incorporate iconic elements like the red, white and black colours and the lion and helmet logo. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, including the full interviews with Garth Tander and Matt Campbell. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. 
You've just listened to another Network R production.